0: Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. This podcast invites guests that are educational and inspirational, where they try to really get their story out there, whether they're an author, a singer, dancer, entertainer, community activist, whatever it may be. I just want them to really get their story out there. So please continue to support and listen to the Really Jolly podcast here on Anchor. God bless
1: and have a great day. Thank you. Oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> we got like two more minutes of showtime, y'all. Two more minutes. A big announcement about what's coming up next for my cooking career and what direction is going in. So make sure y'all tune in in a few minutes. We're about to go live, and uh, it's gonna be amazing, man. I can't wait to share with y'all. Look out for it. I'm gonna hit you up in a few minutes. Peace. You're on mute. Can you hear me? I think you got me on mute. Why well, got you on mute for some reason? You're on mute on my side. I don't know. you hear me? We're
0: good over here, Charlie. I just can't hear you. What
1: about now? Here you go.
0: I can hear you now. All right. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Let's start this over. Take two, man. Today's guest is Sh- Jeff Gordon. Definitely love this dude. Um, everything about him and I even don't mind that he's a Dallas Cowboys fan.
1: Come on, man! Come on, man! You know what? God bless. Good night. I'm out. <laughs> What's happening, brother? What's happening?
0: What's up, man? How you doing, man? It's
1: good to I'm hear blessed, your voice. Brother. I can't complain. I can't complain about nothing, man. I'm blessed.
0: That's it, man. Look at that comments already coming in. I love it, love it. You know what? Michael Kahn, I hope you can hear me now, man. I, sit, I checked out the mic. I should be all right, man. Michael Consatio. All right, here we go. But it's about Chef Gordon Woodbury. My man, Um, definitely a dynamite cook. I tasted your food. I definitely been around your surroundings. And, definitely, man, definitely. You, you, you definitely got a five-star, man, as far as I'm concerned, man. Good I appreciate stuff. that, bro. I appreciate
1: that. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, we got we got to get you on your own TV show, man. I'm tired of watching these fools trying to cook. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely. It. I I so, it. so first of all, you said I can curse, I can yell and scream, I can, I can do, and do whatever I want.
0: You gotta be you, man. I, I, can't, all right. I can't. All right, all right, Let's all go. right. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. I don't want to take away from this podcast. I want it to be original. I definitely want it to be um, on point. Yeah. And if I try to filter you, then that's not the Really Charlie podcast. You know, the Really Charlie podcast wants definitely. you to be a 100 at all times. Definitely. definitely. Um, so, what's, what's new? What's new with you? You know, tell me something. What's new? <sighs>
1: I love, I love to I love to reflect. I love to sit down every once in a while and just look at where I came from and what I've accomplished and how can I tweak certain things and do things better. So I do that at least once a month, just sit down, stop everything, and just regroup. So when this pandemic hit, I was kind of ready for it. You know what I mean? I was kind of prepared for it. So um, a lot of times we, we are so busy rushing and running and grinding that we just forget get that you gotta stop and enjoy that grind a little bit. You gotta stop and enjoy those blessings that that you get. So so when I, you know, when I first started cooking, it was actually in high school. Now you know the the cafeteria, the whalers where the teachers used to go and and eat at. So me, Kurt Cruz and a couple other people, we've been there flipping burgers for the teachers and cooking and I loved it so much, man, that I would actually skip history, math, English, I'd be sitting there cooking all day. like It was ridiculous, man. So once we uh, got out of high school, I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start cooking. I had one job in the beginning. I worked at a factory for one day. And I got fired. I said, oh, no, never again. Never again. (laughs) But then I just started cooking. And I started washing dishes and started learning and started grinding. And I started watching and picking up from different spots. So I would work somewhere until I couldn't learn no more. Then I would leave. I mean, literally walking one day, I quit. What are you talking about? I quit. Because once I couldn't learn no more from somebody, I can't even be around somebody that I can't learn from. You know, I have to learn. And I got to get something out of the deal. It has to be uh, something that 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 motivates me to want to do better. So I got to a point where they're cooking the same stuff over and over again. So I kept bouncing around. And then I got to, um, fast forward, I was doing major weddings up in Newport. I'm talking like $350,000 weddings, you know, uh, it was just ridiculous. We were doing one on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday, and one on Sunday. It was a place called Ocean Cliff. And when I tell you yachts pulling in, and helicopter pads, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. So it got to a point where I'm cooking this fine dining and doing all this fancy stuff. And and uh, the general manager came to me and said, God, congratulations. You just hit $4.5 million in banquet sales. I said, yeah? I quit. He said, quit? What are you talking about? I said, you can't pay my dental? And I'm making you all this money? Now, granted, they were paying me good money, but you don't tell me what, what you're making off me. Because I can make less than that for myself. So mm-hmm. I'm riding around Providence. I found a little spot on Child Street. Now I'm fast-forwarding a lot, but we'll dip into some of the other stuff. But I opened up a restaurant in on Child Street. And uh, this is way before uh, Drive-In, Dives, whatever that, that show is. Mm-hmm. I wanted something that people just call me. I, I wanted the, the model was being at Grandma's house sitting down eating sharing with your family laughing and joking and having a good time when i when I tell you man when I opened i opened that restaurant up it was uh, in 2000 nobody came not one person I'm sitting there for about three months no nobody came so what I would do I would go to the club at night now buy buy drinks for people I don't drink so i would buy drinks Come by and see me on Child Street. Come by, check me out on Child's Street. Yo. come by, come by, come by. I was promoting it. I was inside the club promoting my business. I'm, pu- I'm pushing, pushing. One day, man, I'm sitting down, Charlie, and all of a sudden I got hit. Boom! Tons of people started to It got to a point where people started to recognize what it was about, what it was. The motto was the pancakes were so big, if you finish the pancakes, you can have it for free. And I think in my 20 years of doing it, I think maybe one or two people finished it. But I ain't seen them since. I don't know if they're still alive or not. It probably, probably got beat down with a big case. <laughs> you know? But it was, it was, it was incredible, man. So I didn't realize the cons, the, the the impact it had on people. One day I was at a play, and I was on a date with this young lady. And uh it was a play that Genuine or Christopher Williams, or some somebody was in that play. So after the play, they all were in the lobby. So I'm standing in the lobby and I hear somebody say, There he is, that's the guy I was telling you about. And I'm thinking they're talking about, you know, the person that was in, in the play. They go, yeah. that's the guy I'm telling you, the guy's the breakfast spot. You know, food fooled credit. I looked up, Charlie, they were just pointing and pointing. I was just like, I didn't believe it. They were talking about me sitting next to a superstar talking about my breakfast spot. I'm like, come on, man. So then I, like, you know what, I went home and then I started taking it personal. Then I started stepping up a little bit. Then I started really, really getting ready for it. So it got to a point. Now, what I, what my, my train of thought's always been to control whatever you do. Control it. So I opened the restaurant in 2000, but I bought the building in 2001. I'll say that to you again. I opened the restaurant in 2000, but in 2001, I bought that property. So no matter what happens, I own where I work. I owned everything. See, there's a guy who's a good friend of mine who had a, a, a restaurant, a pizza place over on Reservoir Avenue. I would go see him. But guy been there for like 45, 50 years, and he never owned that building. Paying rent forever. So I knew that my cash out, my retirement, my Social Security, my 401K was that building. So I... Push and I never took a dime from that restaurant that restaurant just had to take, take care of itself didn't pay me I didn't make a dime off that restaurant it just made sure it take care of itself and what people don't realize I had a full-time job at night from 11 o'clock at night to seven in the morning and then went open the restaurant it got done at two o'clock and cleaned up went got supplies and I was running around the clock for almost 15 years straight so um some of the things you see me do now, is still benefiting off what I did 20 years ago.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's, um, I mean, I, I've known some of those bits and pieces of that story and um, I've been proud of you ever since I heard them. And it, it's, it takes, it takes a good mindset to a strong mindset to get things like that accomplished. And yeah. if you do it, if you have it in in your in in your inner being, your inner self, you can accomplish almost anything. You know, I've, I've, we got mutual friends that just basically just said, "Hey, I'm I'm done. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that," and they've been successful. There's been some failures, but you know what? Uh, it just yeah. takes that strong yeah. determination, you know. And if 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 I did listen, to, if I listened to some people when we were younger, guess what? I would never had the career that I had. You know, I would have just said, no, nah, all right, I'm not going to do it.
1: Um, and, and it's sad. It's sad. Somebody that so I love dearly, she passed away and she told me, oh, I never gonna go to get I I a rest. She didn't mean what she said. I don't think she meant to be hurtful. But what she said fueled me. What? I can't do it? Me? Like mm-hmm. that gave me so much drive, man. I was not going to stop until I control and own to this day. People think, oh, you love to cook. No, I have a bad attitude and can't nobody tell me nothing. So I had to create my own job. Could you imagine me asking you if I can go to the bathroom, if I can go on break? Can I have a day off? I don't. I'm sick today. I don't want to come in. That to me, that never registered to me. Never. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel like going to work today, I ain't going. If I want to go on vacation, I'm out. <laughs> and I thought this way since I was a kid. I knew some. Listen, I know I ain't right. I know I'm not right.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, man. Yeah. But and it's funny. It's funny too because a lot of places in Rhode Island, black-owned businesses, opened up that I've helped over the years. They did. little a pipeline. From me to the majority of black-owned restaurants that's ever came came through, after me, It's crazy. Wow,
0: yep. wow. The uh, one of the comments was, uh, "Where's
1: your place now? You know what are you doing now at this current?" Well, place? you know what, man. I uh, and this is part of the big announcement. The last oh, time I God. saw you, child, you came to my to my brunch that I did. I was doing a little brunch and I was uh, popping up spots here and there. Just and I, and it was funny. I didn't do it for the money, because if you notice, every brunch that I did, I gave back. So a brunch that I did for breast cancer awareness, most of the proceeds went to cover the bills, but I gave to a good friend of mine whose daughter passed away. Um, then I would do cooking shows and personal stuff. So I it wasn't about the money. So right now, and this, this is the big announcement I'm saying, I am... Totally, one hundred percent done. When I say retired, that means I will not be cooking professionally again. Like is is because it's, the people that suffered. No, I don't want to say suffered because they really benefit from it too. But the ones that I missed out on was my kids, not seeing them. Because don't don't forget now. Every Christmas, every birthday, every wedding, every funeral, every holiday. My job was to make somebody else's day special, you know. So the ones that I didn't see as much as I would love to my family, and my kids. So now that I got married and I travel a lot, um, I, I, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm really enjoying not having to work, not having to grind and hit it so hard anymore. And I'm, I'm better. When you put things in place, you 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 do it so you can benefit down the line. Like to me, the concept shouldn't be. To work forever, that should never be the concept. The concept should be: let me plant this seed, so I can always be able to eat. Not not only me eat off that that fruit, my children, my grandkids. You know. Thank you, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate that. Like I said, man, and and, and who's to say that I won't pop up and do something, some charity stuff or some donate stuff. But as far as me working a restaurant or a nine to five day to day. That ain't gonna happen. I'm, and plus I'm old man. I'm fifty one years old. Back hurting, knees hurting, beat down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm
0: done. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Just, just keep that stainless steel stuff ready. You know, uh oh, uh oh.
1: But you know what though? I would love to find some young chefs, man, and create a nice community. And, and really, really start working together with some of these just some amazing young cooks out here, man. Amazing.
0: Sure are. No, there's um you just um, you know, you you've been paying it forward, I mean, since I have known you. You're always trying yeah. to do something for the next person. And um and it, and it, like you said just previously about you know, you're missing out on a lot. You're missing out on a lot of family stuff. And I'm yeah. pretty sure time, you know. During it during the time you was doing all this, your family was there for you. But it, it's oh still yeah. Not, oh yeah. Still yeah. not the same when you're, you know, in the backyard, you're doing this, you're doing that. Definitely. You know, yep. And and so I get you. I understand that. The um throughout you know, as you were growing up, you did a lot of things, had a lot of aspirations.
1: Mm.
0: Now, when I see your videos, I see you singing. Uh oh. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs>
0: See, you want uh, you
1: want to go backwards. You want to go back a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, why not? You know that's yeah. that's a good. There, there's okay. a lot of stories.
1: A lot of good stories. Which I how did boy Fred Sanford do it. If I do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I love it. The <laughs> uh, you know, growing up, we had some. We had some friends that did some things, including you, you know, and, uh, you know, we had singers throughout the area, throughout the area. Yes. Um, you know, we had dudes dancing and, and doing Ooh. the right thing. Mocky mock and the Funky Bunch. Got, yeah, right, man, my, my right brothers.
1: There. Shout out to, shout out to the late, great Ryan Tavaz, man. That dude was phenomenal. One of the best yeah. singers that I've ever been, uh, able to be around the dude was phenomenal Some phenomenal person phenomenal phenomenal singer and like i said rest in peace to him and his family man he's he was an awesome dude awesome dude and and
0: the thing is he's been singing like that since you know he, i mean he always had a good voice like he didn't even need to be taught you know he was probably taught a little bit but you know that dude just he had a standing still when he was singing you know just
1: and, and I would never give it to him while he was alive, but I couldn't even stand close to that dude, man. That dude, that dude <laughs> vocally was dangerous. I yeah, mean, I'm talking about at 16, 17 years old, Ryan Tavis was dangerous vocally, very dangerous dude. And and when we – you know so funny, man? And this is a shout-out to Charlie and Rujo. So there was the ice crew, right? And I just yeah. moved from Providence to New Bedford. And let, let, me, tell you, let me tell you this quick story, man. So in Providence, I uh, left Providence probably at the age of 14. And then came to my father's church, sent him to New Bedford over on County Street. I remember when. So I get to New Bedford, and this is my first time ever being uh, uh, enlightened about Cape Verdeans. I never even heard the word before. Never heard it, never knew what it was. Not that I walk in and see some of the prettiest, not just women, just people, like gorgeous people. You know, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So I'm starting to learn about k their food, their culture. And I'm like, okay. So when I got to New Bedford, it said it was a culture shock and it was different for me. So then I meet Charlie, Kurt, Hector, Scott, and they were in ice crew. Now, I'm a straight R&B dude. I love R&B music. So I'm watching them popping and breaking, but that, was, that wasn't really my thing, but I was watching them do it. So one of them, they were doing the show one day. But one of them said, yo, you look like one of the dudes from New Edition, Ronnie DeVoe. I said, okay. Maybe I was skinny at the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they added me to the group. Now, when I tell you relentless, Charlie and Rujo made us practice every single day. Show or no show. We, was, we had five or six uh, uh, song lined up, ready to go at any time. So we would go up to Boston. Now there was a thing called Hollywood Talent Night with Maurice Starr, and there was a group called Nanook at the times. Five white boys singing their songs. It was us, Special Touch, Techniques, Transitions. All these groups. So every t- every year, every week, we go 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 to, go to uh, Boston and do a show. Now, the white kids, every week, their clothes looked a little bit better. Every week, their sounds started getting a little bit better. And I'm watching, like, yo, and we would win the shows. Like, we would win the shows. Each person, you know, a different group would win. All of a sudden, man, I see these young white kids on TV. That was New Kids on the Block. We literally would challenge them every weekend up in Boston doing shows. Literally. And when I tell you our stuff was so tight, we was, we was killing everybody. So, but when we started invested in them, and they became big, big time stars, as we all know. So after we started growing up, got a little older, and Special Touch came to an end, Hector and Scott, I guess the story that Scott told me, they were in the club dancing one day, ran into somebody that knew Mark, and said Mark's coming up with a new group, and blah, 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 blah. Here comes the Funky Buns. Mm -hmm. Now, the Funky Buns come. And one day, Scott called me on the phone. I was coming to New Bedford. He said, give me a ride to Boston. I said, "Okay." He said, tell me, yeah, we have a new group coming out with with Donnie Warborn's brother, blah, blah, blah. I said, "Okay." I mean, I I didn't pay no mind. So I'm driving them to Mark Warborn's house. It was around Christmas time. Scott's getting his gift, I guess, he got from Mark. I think it was a, um, a Charlotte Hornets jacket. That's what it was. So I, we go to the door, and Miss Walburn opens the door. Mark comes out. We're talking, and I'm looking at this kid like, there's no way this kid's going to make it. There's no way. I knew Scott and Hector, whatever they touch, would be crazy. But I didn't see it in them at first. Soon when I got home, a week later, I opened up Right On" Magazine. It was game over. They literally just went bonkers. Like, it was all over the place. So I'm so proud of them, man. I'm so proud of, of what they accomplished. I'm so proud of of their success, man, and, and you can check them out on YouTube. The Funk Bees—they're always doing great work. They're always traveling. They got some tours come, coming up. Um, and shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Kurt. Like I said, we were really, really a tight family, man, back in the day.
0: That's good, man. That is great story. I mean, I'm still waiting for uh for the uh, podcast with the Ice Crew. Yeah, that we, will be sick. That would it's be crazy. Supposed to, it's supposed to happen. Uh, I got some people working on it. It, it will happen. Um, yeah. Oh, that, that would be phenomenal. The, the what's up,
1: everybody? Man. What's up? I see all, I see all the, the highs and loves you, and I appreciate you guys. Yeah,
0: definitely. A lot of love for you, brother. A lot of love. A lot of people are proud of you. And, um, and, and Chai, you I, know what's
1: up, man? I didn't realize that. I had a tragic accident um, 13, 14 years ago. So someone had broken to my restaurant. They didn't real. Well, they may have not, but my restaurant was right connected to my little apartment I had. So I owned the buildings. So I took one and a half, put into a little condo for myself, and my restaurant on the other side. I was out running around. Came home. Someone had broke in. They were still in there try, trying to rob the place. But the long story short, I got shot. So when I got shot, I pushed the person. They ran out the door. Cops come. Ambulance. They brought me to the hospital. So I was in a coma for like 30 days, and I'm laying in the bed. I finally come through, and a lady said, young man, are you famous? I said, no, man, I'm not. She goes, people really love you. And I said, yeah? She goes, look over there. Now, my bed, my room was sitting in a certain spot, and I could see the outside of the waiting room. And Chai, when I tell you about 200 people praying over me, man, I, you know, I could not believe the Amount of love that people have for me, and from that day, I said, Lord, if you get me through this, I will not be the same person. So, the person you see now is a result of going through the transition, and God's grant my life, my mission is to love people, man, and accept people for who they are, and just enjoy life.
0: Awesome, yeah, you that stuff will wake you up real quick, you know, yes, sir, ask, yes, sir, I know, and and You know, when you when you may be inhaling and exhaling for your last time, you know, it kind of you get a rude awakening and um, you see the light, and not the light not that the light was bad with you, but it also gave you another direction, you know.
1: And uh, And I didn't I didn't realize that I was so upset with myself because I knew there was a lot more that I needed to do. And for example, if I would have died at that moment. Everything was a mess. Finances were a mess. There was the life insurance, that and taxes. It was just a mess. I, I got to get this tightened up. When I tell you, the minute I came back to reality and started getting healthy again, first thing I did was not life insurance. The first thing I did was get a will and a trust, making sure that my family is protected. If something happens to me, what we don't do as black people, back to when I was working up in Newport. I'm watching these young, snot-nosed, 20-year-old kids pulling up in Jags, Lexuses, and all kind of stuff, and they don't work for it. Grandma worked for it. Somebody worked and passed it on to them. So that I'm sitting there watching. So imagine, Charlie, imagine if you lived in your grandmother's house that was paid off and all you had to pay was the taxes. Your whole life would be different. We get so consumed with finances and getting beat down that we just work, 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 work. To me, man, working is overrated. Work smart. Invest your money. I don't care if you make a dollar. 15 cent needs to go in the bank every single week. I got about 10 people, right? Yeah. We text each other once a week and just put done. That means we deposited some money in the bank. That means that we pay ourselves first. Five people, or 10 people, excuse me, so all we do is save. I want to talk about money. I want to have friends that I can call on and say, hey, I see a piece of property. I see some land that we can snatch up. Let's all put in $5,000 and get it. Those are the kind of friends that I want. And that's what this whole con- my whole concept now is about. <phone rings> about that. Excuse me, about that, child. No, no problem. And at the end of the day, um, we got to learn how to listen to each other. Somebody did it before we did. Yeah. And we get to the point where we get so consumed. With, oh, God, I know what I'm doing. Man, this, 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 this thing, life is so uplifting and so exciting that every day you wake up should be a blessing, should be excited to what's next for me today, what's going on with me for the next 24 hours. But I was sitting in my house Last week, and I almost just bust out crying, man. I'm sitting down saying, "Wow, I've never been this stable in my life." And when I mean stable, I mean just I can go where I want, I can get what I want, I can go here, do whatever I want, and and, and that's the concept of life is being comfortable. You know, I don't want to be rich. I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to, to enjoy my life and go as I please and have. I'm sitting right here in Alabama. I bought a house in Alabama, and when I tell you, man. Right now, during this pandemic, black people, white people, all people, if you get through this pandemic and you didn't learn anything about yourself, shame on you. Shame on you. Because where's the money, Charlie? Stimulus checks, tax returns, extra $600. The second stimulus, third stimulus, the second tax return in two years. And some people don't have no money. Where's the money? And the government told you, don't pay your rent. Don't do this. Don't do that. And some people just bought TVs and cars and and I don't know. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but (laughs) it's time, man. It's it's definitely,
0: I mean, you've been there. You're You're still doing it. so. Mm -hmm. If they're not listening to someone like you that's doing it, then they're not gonna pretty much listen to too many people. And uh, yeah, you know there there's a uh, there was this uh, Instagram picture It got two two young dudes standing there a BMW. Mm-hmm. They got another, another two dudes standing there a tractor the trailer. They cost the same amount, the BMW and track the tractor trailer. The Only difference is. The dudes with the beamer, guess what? They're still paying their car payment. The other one, they're making money every single day, every every minute of the day.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: And that's that's what we got to pass on to everybody. And, um, you know, everyone needs a wake up call, whether you're young or old. Mm -hmm. And it's it's never too late, you know. And so, um, what, what, what kind of advice you can you give to someone you know whether it's opening a restaurant investing you know you talked about it just just a few minutes ago you know about you know saving them money doing the right yeah. thing yeah. you know, but you got a little nephew, a little niece near you, you know about eighteen years old. what are you telling them right now you know what are you one of the greatest
1: things one of the greatest thing that was invented, man, is social media now social media gets a bad rap because People tend to twist it up a little bit. Why is she wearing that? Oh, he think he all that. You can reach anybody in the world in a matter of seconds. Matter of seconds. So let's say someone called me. I want to open a restaurant, and I'll tell them what to do. Oh well, numero uno, coming soon. So all so you have to say, coming soon. I'm working on this. I'm working on that. I need. Let me let me tell you something else i don't care what someone's doing if it's positive i share it on my page don't i charlie
0: yes, yes you do.
1: before you have me on your show i will share every time you drop something i would share it i would share it yes, you because share, you know what's funny about it with people too um sometimes you don't if you can't afford to support somebody you can share somebody's product hey my friend is selling this hey my friend is selling that if you can't afford it or if it's not your your cup of tea, you can always share with somebody else. What we tend to do is think, you know, it's all about us. It's all about me. You know something? I sell aprons. I share anybody who's selling aprons. I share every restaurant. I don't care what somebody's doing. I can't go to everybody's thing, but I can share it. I can share it. So, What I say to people who are trying to start a business, number one, first is save money. I don't care what it is you're doing, save money. And if you want to open a restaurant and you think you're a good chef or a good cook, what you can do first and foremost is volunteer. Go to the shelters, go to the churches, feed the homeless, and keep on sharing. Sharing is caring, that's right. And when you build a name for yourself, Money will come. You can't go into anything just looking for money. You have to be able to build, create a business, create yo, you know what's so funny. I decided one day I'm gonna open a restaurant. Sorry, I just opened the door. That was it. I literally opened the door so that I have a restaurant, and people came. Yeah, but you have to, yeah, but then you should. Oh yeah, but yo, know, they will talk themselves out of shit. Yeah. My friend, know somebody who said, yo, shut up and open the door, right? Every day, do something for your business. I don't care because what it tends to happen is this. The biggest distraction in, in life is a job. The biggest distraction in life is a, is a cantankerous person. Tell your dream to somebody and they shoot it down and then you stop. And so if you want to open a business, Whatever you're good at, what God blessed you in, you should spend time every day. I don't care if you bust your ass all day at work. When you get home, give that same dream the same attention. I cannot go to sleep unless I make this food, do this meal prep, do something. These foods will give you every. You know how many people give me an excuse? And I tell them, yo, I don't get a friend of mine. His son got sick. Now, we do this thing once a week with, with the money. Yeah, but I don't care. What happened to anybody? I don't care if you get hit by a truck. Put that fucking money in the bank, man. That's it. Because at the end of the day, you're doing this to secure your family. Let me ask you a question, Charlie. How can you save the world or the United States or your city or town or your area or your block or your street without saving your house? Your four walls is where it all starts. If you don't protect those four walls, I don't give a deal. Oh, I'm trying to feed the homeless. You're the homeless. You're about to be the homeless if you don't contribute and lock down those four walls. Nothing is more important than locking down the four walls at your house, and then you help somebody else out. That's how the shit works. Preach.
0: Yeah. So true. Facts, man. As they say, facts. It, um... You know, we we uh we we've been around a lot of brilliance. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're brilliant, they brilliant, brilliant minds, but it's all theory, and they don't put the theory to practice. Gotta
1: practice what you preach. And- There's so many people that are so much smarter than me that I look up to. Let let me, let me let me be frank with you, brother. I quit high school. High school was not for me. I never went to college. I never took one cooking course, never did. I said, I'm over to the restaurant. And I dare somebody to stop me. Yo, I'm not even a big hip hop fan. I'm an EPMD fan. How the hell was I able to work with EPMD and book shows and travel? Alone? Yo, keep, you can't tell me nothing, man. You cannot tell me what I can't do. I got a phone call. A friend of mine got an ex-friend. Got a phone call and said, EPMD's coming to town. Do I want to buy this show? I said, yep, I'll buy the show, but I'll buy it under one condition. The condition was no one else got involved. I pay for everything, top to bottom. So I must have spent about $12,000, Charlie, hotels, limousines, bottles, whatever these guys wanted, I made sure they had it. So let me tell you a very quick story. Now, I was still am, to this day, a big Eric Sermon fan. I mean, everything about Eric Sermon, I just loved so when I got to the show, I'm sitting at the Marriott Hotel waiting for them to pull up. Eric at the time was driving a black Hummer, So he pulls up in the Hummer. I'm like, oh, shit. Eric Sermon, the green Eyed Bandit, E-double. Couldn't believe I was shaking like a little schoolgirl. Couldn't believe it. He pulled up, and I said, hey, he said, talk to Chris. He didn't let me fit. Talk to Chris. I'm sitting there like, what the? Talk to Chris. He walked by me like I was some peasant on the street. I, damn. So I started talking to Chris. Chris was their manager. So rooms are done. Everything's taken care of. Here's the rest of the deposit. Blah, 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 blah. So they all go to their rooms. I take uh Eric's bodyguard and Chris, the manager at the time, to the sound check. And we go get food. So, so, so they're asking me, who did this? I said, me. Who did that? I did that. Who did all me? So when I saw Eric Sherman again, he said, come here, man. He said, all this is you? I said, all this is me. He goes, okay, all right. From that day on, he showed me that respect. Chris Lighty, yes, he showed me that respect, and he gave me his personal love. Me and Eric became friends. Like, I was literally at his house. I have been to shows where some of the most amazing people have been to. So when, I'm, when I tell you I was fortunate, and shout out to Parrish. Yo, let me tell you a quick story about Paris Smith. Parrish Smith will not get in the car with you Unless he sees your license, you ain't been drinking, and you better have no warrants on your thing. (laughs) He does not mess around. He don't mess around. He don't get caught with nobody. Shout out to Will. Shout out to Bus Six Ten. When I tell you, when I was on the road with EPMD booking shows, it was amazing. Like, Charlie, there's no way in the world you can't tell me God ain't real, man, because the stuff he's done for me it's been outrageous like it's been just outrageous man so 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 many people um so many people give up before before the blessing comes and that's one of the biggest problems yeah got to have hope got to have hope mm-hmm. got to have the faith got to have the
0: faith in yourself and what your faith is have some hope and it all will wrap we got to got to have some communication with god you know first yes. and foremost and uh, once you do that, um, you're gonna be all right. Yep. Somebody asking
1: about Chris Laddie. I never, I never met Chris, but I heard he was a really, really phenomenal dude. He was a part of, I think, Violator Management. He had a lot of people. He had a lot of, and uh, awesome dude. He actually had an untimely death a few years ago, but he was an awesome dude. I never met him personally, but I heard a lot, a lot of great things uh, about him.
0: Yeah, there's it, it, uh, you know, your story is um amazing, and I'm I always leave this with a lot of people, and um, eventually you got to put this stuff to writing, man. You got to yes, you gotta, you got to pass this story on. Someone's got to write your book. And, <laughs> and I, I could I could I could easily say. You can write it, you know what? You can write yeah. it. By recording yourself and then let mm-hmm. someone else edit it and do it. You know, say you don't want to write all them pages, you don't want to type all them pages. Guess what? Record it just like you're doing. Just, just the, the
1: just the EPMD stuff was crazy. Just yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there and, and we're at the um where were we at? We are at the uh, Best Buy Theater in Manhattan, downtown. Now Eric was pissed. He did not want to go on last. Mm -hmm. So Eric was pissed. Now I'm talking about Black Rob was there, the locks was there, Cameron, like all these rappers. And Eric's like, all these young boys there, they ain't ain't gonna know who we are. And I'm like, to me, you can't like like, I'm an EPMD junkie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Eric, are you crazy? Yo, 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 and he was like, nah, nah. So they end up having to go last. And I got it on video. I'm gonna send it to you one day, Charlie. I got it on video. I got everybody who's on that stage came out and paid homage to EPMD. And when I tell you, when they went on stage and it was a lot of young kids, when Eric said, So amazing, and I've been waiting, but I tell you that crowd went berserk. Even to this day, we was in Boston. Another quick story. <clears throat> they were coming out, and Scrapp was there. When they come on stage and they drop that helicopter, I lose it, man. To this day, I mean, I've seen it a thousand times and still lose it to this day. When I tell you, I've never witnessed nothing like EPMD before in my life. Like just, just, just. I mean, I haven't talked to him in a while because it's been a long time. But when I tell you, man, it, it was a blessing to just be around them. My cousin was a bodyguard at a club one day, and I guess. Um, EPMD did a the show there, and he he mentioned my name to them, and they were just like, he was like, "Yo, man, he called me the phone. These dudes love you, man. They love you, man. yo." And let me tell you a crazy story. <laughs> One day we was in Philly. I got there early. I talked to Eric. I said, "Eric, I want to um, <clears throat> I want to buy, I want to do the fisherman hats with the logo on it." He said, Gee, "Go ahead, go ahead." So I said, "I'll meet you in Philly." So I zoomed on to Philly. I just got my order in, the shirts and the fisherman hats. So I, my son was in the car and my one of my best friends. I said, stay in the car. Let me rock these shirts and hats out. I'll be right back. Obviously, they didn't listen to me. They tried to go to the back door. Kwame, Chub Rock, um, Special Ed, and I think nice and smooth. They all were trying to get in, and the dude said, that young, my son was seven years old. He goes, that young kid will not come in this club. Eric pulls up in the black hummer. He tries to go in, And the dude started talking crazy to somebody. And Eric said, is, is that G's son? He said, yeah, let's go. Because Eric said, if, I, if he don't come in, I don't come in. And when I saw this all happened. And I didn't know what was going on. So I'm sitting in the front of the lobby selling T-shirts, selling hats. I look in the corner and I see the stage. My seven-year-old son was on stage with EPMD, going like this <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning, rocking out on stage. And I said, oh. "Yeah, I told you I to stay your ass in the car." <laughs> that <laughs> yo, that when I tell you, we had some amazing runs, man. Amazing, amazing runs. It's unbelievable. I'll never, i I'll never I'll, I'll forget what Eric told me. Eric said, "Gordon, you keep knocking on the door. Eventually, somebody will answer." That's a wow. You're yeah. right. Who's right? Definitely.
0: Good, good stories, man. You, you, when y'all depositing that money every day, make sure you get on a recorder and you tell a story <laughs> on that recorder. Just tell a story. <laughs> We got to lock these stories
1: down, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And another, another bad story. I was in Boston. We did a show up in Boston. And uh, they were coming on the ferry. Eric got sick. Now, these dudes came to one of our shows, gave me a deposit, ready to go. Eric was supposed to be on that ferry coming over. And he got sick. He had to go to the hospital. When I tell you, they said, gee, handle it. I had to drive all the way to Boston, tell a crowd of people who already paid that they ain't coming. I'm throwing up hats and t shirts. Don't worry, we're coming. We're going to do this, we're going to do that. Da, 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 da. They were pissed. They went and checked their phones, and they saw that Eric literally just went to the hospital. It was everywhere. He got sick went to the hospital. Another crazy story. I'm going around a little bit. So I got a DJ Buck. He's the program director at Hot, I think, Hot something in Connecticut. He called me one day about 30 times. I was asleep. Call me. the Buck, what's up? EPMD was supposed to be here last night. I said, what are you talking about? They had a show out here, not for the station, but they were supposed to be here. I said, Buck, if they had a show, you should have called me. I don't, I don't see no show. The one that booked the show was either Will, me. Eric's just the Kim, Tone, or, or Chris. And I said, and I didn't see any show on the on list. So he said, man, they're bugging. Everybody's going crazy. They're wilding out. I said, okay. I said, yo, Eric's coming back from Germany. He's on his way back now. When he comes into Germany, come back from Germany, I'm going to have him call the station, and we'll set it up. So like, I'm listening to the station. Eric pulls in. He finally gets all my text. 911, call me emergency. He calls me. What's up? I said, something happened when somebody took a deposit and something didn't go right. And he goes, I didn't hear nothing about that. I said, Well, did you to do me a favor? Call this guy at the station and we'll set it up. So he calls. He said, Whatever G say we're gonna do, we're gonna do it. Don't worry, we're coming. EPMD's coming. So I told my friend a good friend of mine. I said to him, I said to him, uh, don't worry, I got you. And he already had uh, Greg Nice from nice. move there. Keith Murray called me on the phone. Yo, G, I want to I do that show. Keith's crazy. I said, bro, whatever you want to do, let, let's go. When I tell you EPMD walked in that building and shut it down. I'm talking about the artist for almost two hours. And then Keith Murray came out on EPMD's break. The crowd was going crazy and all the her was, the most beautiful thing in this world is just like. Man, when I tell you, I looked at them and said, but, are we good now? He goes, yes, we are. We're good. And they and I learned something else from them, too. They will stay after every show and sign every autograph. When I tell you real, true pioneers, real, true legends, and they don't get the credit they deserve, and I think part of that is because um, they were just two guys that loved music you know, and had fun with it. But when I tell you the, two of the real nicest dudes in the world, Eric and Parrish are some legends, man. And 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 it was it was a blessing to see it, to be around it, you know. So it's I don't know, a book's coming, man. A book is coming.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, I'll, I'll definitely be in line for that sucker too. <laughs> you know, the uh, man, that's 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 beautiful. This is why I wanted you on here. You, I wanted you. I we wanted
1: talking about it. Save it for the show. Save it for the yeah, show. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> Even if we saved it, I know you got a, you got two hundred more stories to tell. Oh you yeah, man. yeah, yeah, man. So the um, I I just I remember you know a few years back we were trying to do the thing. Well, we did the thing on New Bedford Guide, and mm. um. You know, it, it's the one thing I like about podcasts is I, I I'm not filtered. You know, I can do what yeah. I want. Um, I, I what I did learn is I can't be playing any kind of music on these things. The copyright laws get me in trouble. It's serious you know? man, so, it's very serious.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I, you know, learning all that, I'm trying to reach out to everybody that I can, and um. I'm motivated by this. I don't care who the star is. I don't care who the person is. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no problem. I'll send them. I'll send them a message. I'll send them whatever. All they can do is tell me yes or no. And eventually it's going to be yes. You know, whoever it it is. Yeah. I'm trying to make, make things happen around here. you know, and, and, you know, my wife's always saying, really, Charlie? And that's where it came from. Really, Charlie? Well, it's that's what I that's what I came. That's why we came up with this name, because I just want things to be real to the point. No, no filtering, no nothing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but I, lo- I love you here and I want to I want this to be not the end. I want this to be a start. You know, we can continue to do this. We can talk about anything, um, the investments, all that stuff, you know
1: yeah yeah it's yeah. there man it's and it is it's right there right now, and that's one of the that's one of the biggest problems is that sometimes when you're in the midst of greatness, you don't realize that you what what you just did, so I'm telling people right now, I just bought a house in Alabama, and it was so easy to get sometimes you gotta jump out of your own skin and jump out of your own mind thought process like. You literally, God didn't create you to be struggling. God didn't create you. When I tell you, I was, and I just told you earlier, I'm zooming on the highway, rushing to get to this house so I can do this podcast with you. I'm doing 70, 80 miles an hour. I'm driving. All of a sudden, EPMD comes on. So what you're saying? Oh, shit. And I wasn't paying attention. I ended up doing 90 miles an hour. Cop. He pulled me over. I shook my head. He goes, You were doing 90 miles an hour. I said, My song came out. I was jamming. He said, What song was that? I said, EPMD. So, what you saying? He goes, I don't know that song. That motherfucker gave me a ticket, man. (laughs) 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 He gave me a ticket, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm done with that stuff, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you can make or ruin someone's day, you know. But...
1: Yeah, but 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 you know what though, man. And this is what I want to say to these young black kids out here. When that cop pulled me over, the one thing I wasn't scared. And let me tell you why. This system is all about checks and balances. Right? So when a cop pulled me over, I know I didn't have no drugs in my car. I don't do drugs. I know I wasn't under the influence. I don't smoke a drink. I know my car's registered. I know my car's insured. I know my car, my insurance is paid and my taxes are paid. So the only thing he could possibly do to me is give me a ticket. All he could do was give me a ticket. So not saying, be no sell out, kiss nobody ass. But I'm not gonna let see some of these, some of these officers, and you can attest to this, you were an officer, and you were an awesome officer. Not only an awesome officer, you are a good person. Some people will trigger you, right? Let's say a little smart comment to trigger you. Bro, I would listen, I was genuine. Listen to EPMD. What's up? Like, like, give me my ticket so I can go. And and, and learn, see what there's been a breakdown in family. There's been a breakdown in structure. And the head of the family is the man. And by either his own fault, he messed up, society, or whatever the case may be, that man's structure in the home is gone. So you need to tell me, if me and you are together, married, struggling, we don't get no help. But the minute you kick me out, the minute you put me on child support, the minute you get so uh, assistance and low-income housing... Now you get help as long as I'm not there. That's that's crazy to me. So you have to um um when I tell you, go backwards to controlling the four walls in your house. Let me let me let me tell you something, man. Me and my wife bought this house, right? Not this house, another house back back on, on the East Coast. And she did not want that house. Almost in tears. Honey, it's disgusting, it looks terrible. The smells, smell like cat piss. It was just bad, all the way around bad. I said, I got this house. I, I can fix it. No, no, not my son. Dad, what is wrong with you? I said, trust me, I can fix this house. We bought the house for $80,000, Charlie. Right now the house is worth almost $300,000. And I went through every nook and about 85% of the house, I fixed it myself. I figured if I make a mistake, then I'll pay somebody to come fix it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so at the end of the day, fear will stop you. Fear, I'm scared. Or, or I'm not sure. Like jump in the pool, man. Jump. Jump in there and figure it out. Jump in there and get your shit together. Because most and it, and, and, and the, the worst thing in the world is be 50 years old saying, now I'm going to get started. And there's nothing wrong with when you start. But how about you make your mistakes at 20? Right? You learn. You fix it. You get it right at 30. And let me say something else too. Young people and even old people, find somebody that loves you, man. I found an incredible woman who supports me, who has my back, who's my best friend, and everything I do is to make her happy. Every time I wake up in the morning, my job is to make her happy. I give thanks to God and I try to make her happy. And at the end of the day, be around people that love you. Be around people that appreciate you. Be around people that, that you can talk to. It may not worse than being a 50-year-old dude in the club. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. mm
0: Check this out. Um, I want to play something here. I'm going to ask right. you a question at the end of this. All right? Yep. Let's try to do this. Uh, one second here.
1: Trying to uh,
0: hold on one second here. I need your wife to produce and direct this man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, hold on one second. Okay. It's not going. Man. It's not going there. Yeah. Something's
1: Anyways, coming up.
0: We're gonna leave that alone. The uh, well, what was it? One thing is uh the um that was your highlight video, right okay. Where I hit there um and one
1: Where you at Charlie. Really choppers, man. <laughs> we lost Charlie for a minute. we will be back. There he is. All
0: right, sorry about that. It's um, all right. So that was your your greatest, your greatest hits. You know, gave a variety of different foods and stuff ooh, like
1: that. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. Trying to get that on the screen. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was bothering me. But as you guys are, you know, it's it's you and your wife yeah. producing it, doing all their things, and and how did you I mean, how did she not laugh? You know, there's no there's no shaking of that video or nothing. She's wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute,
1: wait a hold up, wait a minute. The first two videos she did, what? <laughs> it was out of control. I said, honey, you know I love you. Keep the camera still. So then she got it. And you know, what's so funny about us, man. We have fun doing everything we do. Like I, I kid you not. We've done about seven to eight different businesses together. We we are around each other twenty four hours a day. And I tell you, I can't. I've always I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait to look with what's what's next for us. Like we where we we bought a house. In a historical part of Alabama, this house is built in the 1930s. There is no way black folks would allow to buy no house back in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. We bought this house. We've gone through with a fine tooth comb. We're doing construction ourselves. We're fixing everything up. And I'm telling you, like, like she has been the blessing that I've been waiting for. Now, things, things have worked out well for me over, over the years. But the, the minute she came along, it was a blessing. It's a complete blessing. Yeah. Bless food, food, Charlie, is 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 the common denominator. I was coming from Newport. It was about two o'clock in the morning. I had a temporary plate on the back of the car. The inspection sticker was for gazing. It wasn't right. It was shady looking. Mm-hmm. I forgot my wallet. All I had on was my chef coat, and I'm driving on the on a, I was driving over the bridge. Driving cop pulled me over, state trooper cops everywhere. Uh, sir, you're driving kind of slow. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, and before I left, I was walking out of the kitchen when I left doing the cave uh, a function. I helped the dishwasher dump the trash and bottles. Liquor got all over my chef coat. I smell like a damn brewery, I smell terrible. So I'm, I'm in the car driving. The cop pulled me over. The cop goes, Sir, you smell like liquor, you don't have your license. You got a temporary plate. The inspection sticker don't look right. I said, "Well, sir, all I have on me is my check." So I gave him my check. And he looked at it, went back, and came back and said, "Thank you." I said, "For what?" He goes, "You cooked for my sister's wedding last week at Ocean Cliff." And I said, "Wow!" So just drive carefully and I drove off. And I'm trying to had no identification. All I had was my paycheck. So when I tell you, food has always been the common denominator for me. Like you, when you came, when people came to my restaurant on Child Street, yeah. and if anybody's watching, you can attest to this, you would literally walk in the door on the first person you see. It's about 20 seats. I had didn't write right nothing down. I didn't, you just tell me what you want and I'm cooking. I'm literally drawing plates all over the place. When I tell you it was like going to grandma's house, it was grandma's house. So so cooking has been something for me, man. It's been a game changer for me. You know? So am I really done? Am I really retired? Am I really calling it quits? I don't know, man. I don't
0: know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to say no.
1: I'm mad at you, too.
0: <laughs> when you came to yeah.
1: that park, I wanted to come out and see you. You ate your food and you was gone.
0: Hey, I- <laughs> I ate and I was waiting. I was waiting. I says, "Well, I just you know that food was unbelievable. I mean, you thank just, you, brother. Thank it, you. It was like like kid in the candy store. Only thing <laughs> was food. It was, it was every every kind of meat you could Everything. think about: French toast, waffles, pancakes, sausage, bacon." Uh, pastries. Shrimp and uh, grits. Uh, both of them, you know? And it was just <laughs> all over the place, you know? And then I, I I,
1: found out I missed some other people from New Bedford because I love Yo, them. Charlie, when I tell you, a tear came to my eye. New Bedford stood up for me, man. When I tell you, <clears throat> at least 100 people from New Bedford in the course of that day popped up. Nika Rudolph, Brian Magnet, Shannon. <clears throat> I can't think of everybody. Uh Youngblood. Yo, I'm sitting there like I could not believe the people that came and hugging me and taking pictures. Yo, I, I was I was in my feelings, man. I I could not believe that somebody would drive 45 minutes to an hour to come and eat. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it was, it was when
0: I tell phenomenal.
1: you it was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal.
0: It was well worth it. No, sir. Son- my wife, you know, she cooks. She cooks good all the time, mm-hmm. but man. Sometimes I got to say, "Hey, I owe you twelve fifty for this meal." You know, <laughs> I, always, I don't got to pay you for it. And, and definitely, I, I, you know, yeah. Actually, the first thing she ever made for me was, um, was uh, some pork chops, some jags, applesauce. Nice. And it was just a bunch of stuff, you know, and and that was only in the beginning. I said, "Man, this is good," you know, and it was. She got me. She got me right there. She's beautiful and she can cook good. So
1: listen, that, that's that's a combination
0: right there.
1: That's a combination. hmm yep. Yeah. The uh, so, how's your brother, man? How's Rob,
0: man? How he's doing? doing good.
1: I haven't talked to him in a while. He's been bouncing around. He was over, he was overseas for a long time. He's been working overseas for a while. He's I don't know if he's back right now. I haven't talked to him in a little while to give him a call. So he's been bouncing around a little bit. And then with this COVID thing, too. It's been kind of hard, hard to reach him. But last last time I talked to him, man, he was doing phenomenal, man. He's really, really doing good. Yeah. Really doing good. Yeah. The craziest thing is now I know why he
0: he was smiling all the time. It's because mm-hmm. he had a brother like you that kept him laughing
1: all, all day. <laughs> yeah, we we it, it's it's amazing, man, that when you look up, look back to how we grew up and how things were so simple. What's going on? What's going on? How mm-hmm. life was so simple, man. And 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 look at it now. How complex things is. The world's changing. And and I'll be honest with you. man, I didn't. Some of this change that's going on right now is good. It's really good that people are starting to <clears throat> appreciate history a little more. You know, uh black people have contributed so much to this to this uh, uh society and way of life, and it's time for people to start embracing each other. You know what's so funny? Um when you take a second and just talk to people, you'll actually figure out you got so much in common. I was getting some gas before we came to Alabama, and I was filling my tank up. The guy was behind me, and his windshield was just disgusting, just dirty. Old guy, <clears throat> white guy. So I get out. I said, man, I know you can't see in that window. So I started washing the window for him. Oh, thank you so much. And this and that. My wife just passed away. Blah, blah, blah. Just a simple gesture of washing this man's window, giving him uh, something to smile about, something to, you know, be thankful, but I told me, have a great day. Like it don't it don't cost you nothing, man. It don't cost you nothing to be kind to people. I Charlie, I was um <clears throat> I got up early one morning, went to the store to get some food to cook. So I come home and cook my breakfast and sit down and watch TV and relax. I get there and there's a 70-year-old lady at the register. And this lady was miserable. Manhandling my food, snapping at people. And I, I would know the old Gordon would have, would have cursed her out. Mm-hmm. But then I'm thinking, you must have did something really foolish. In your 70-some-odd years of life, you're working at a stopping shop later on in life. And, and it's different if you're loving it and you're happy and you're laughing because you're enjoying what you're doing. This lady was there because she had to be there. So there's nothing I could have said or did to make her feel better. True. I just left it alone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go home and enjoy my sports center, watch my videos and put my feet in and relax because I did the work 20, 30 years ago. I did it. I can enjoy it now. So I'm telling everybody in the midst of this COVID, what are you doing? What are you doing for the next five years? Yo, My, my son. My son graduated was it last year or two years ago, now? two years ago, he graduated from Morehouse College, my 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 youngest son. We go to the graduation, it's 90 degrees out there, and I'm looking kind of smooth with my tight suit on, I'm kind of fat, but my tight suit on. And I'm sitting in the audience chilling. <laughs> and this guy gets up and speaks. And I had never seen this man before in my life. His name was Robert Smith. And he said, he's paying all the kids tuition. So my son graduated from school with no debt. And got a great job and doing phenomenal. My oldest son, when I tell you, Justin is an ideal father. Like the, I mean, I I've never seen somebody just care for the children the way he does. Just phenomenal with his children. And I, you know what's so funny about me? I learn from my kids, man. I'm fortunate to learn from them watch and listen and we talk. My middle of something and I are still working on our art issues, but it's always going to be a work in progress. So at the end of the day, um, let your kids be kids and let them be grown. My kids are grown now. When they was younger, I would threaten them I'll come down there and beat you down and blah, blah, blah. They're grown men now. And, and they, my youngest son called me and thanked me, Dad. Thank you for being tough on me. Thank you for forcing me to save money. Thank you for making me. I had to make him send me his bank statement every single week and threaten to come down and beat him down if he didn't do it. Just before this pandemic hit, and that money he got now, he's thankful to have it. You know what I'm saying? So, so these blessings, I'm telling, I'm telling people, man, like, like start, start with your family. Start with a phone call. Start with a I'm sorry. Start with a, "I love you. You know, start with a let's fix it, you know, and and and, and then go from there. And I learned this from my father-in-law. My father-in-law was talking to me about money, Charlie, and I didn't catch what he was saying. All of a sudden, something clicked. And I said, I'll never be broke again. Mm-hmm. I'll never, ever live check to check again. I'll never be broke. I want us to come back and do another episode of this just talking about money. Because I wanna I wanna get deep into that money aspect because so many people think money's evil and this and that. If you ain't got no money, you can't say shit. Nothing.
0: Well, you you tell me the date. You tell me the time. Okay. And we'll do that. Okay. And regardless of what's on the schedule for the Really Charlie podcast, you tell me, and we'll make sure we get it done that day. You know.
1: I was good. Sounds was good.
0: The. Uh, I mean, I I love these comments that are going. You know, I wanna thank everybody for taking the time to to definitely, you know, put some comments down there. Definitely something I can look at later, you know, Gordon can look at later and we can reflect. And this this video is always gonna be available on Anchor, Spotify, you know, I'm gonna have it on YouTube, definitely available. So if you missed anything that Gordon's telling you. Just go back to it. Go back on YouTube. That's one thing about YouTube. It's a really Charlie channel. You go on it, you can just listen. You know, every day I got my earbuds on and I'm listening to somebody's podcast. Somebody's, because I'm trying to get better. I'm trying so, to do the right thing. So, you know, and it, it's got to be educational, inspirational, and, um, and that's what I love. So let me read this last comment here. So, okay. From... uh Michael Consatio. This is why y'all need to keep watching the Really Charlie podcast. Share this podcast. Um, if y'all like his show, then show the man some love and share his podcast. Michael, I appreciate it. I really do. Oh, yeah. Michael also has his own podcast. He has his own podcast. It's called Sports Corner. Okay. Um, I mean, uh, eventually. Uh, thank you, Michael. But, um. You know, uh, I'll be on there uh, April first. Um, we're gonna talk a few things, and um, you know, and we, we look our friends. You got Brian Magnet, uh yep. got Bert O'Carter. You know, Crystal Lister. You got um, you got Stephen Lopes, Derek Consatio, all, Everyone. you everyone got Mike Heron and then Fall River, Mika. Mm-hmm. She's doing her thing. Tamika's doing her thing. It's it's what I try to tell people is support these things, support these yes. podcasts. They're getting messages out there, allowing you to talk, you know, how many times we we're on Facebook, we're talking about sports, you know, yeah, you know, and, yep. and, 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 and it's good. You could just say what you want. You're with your friends and, 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 you know, do nothing but laugh and dog each other, dog our team, you know, it's all good. <laughs> <you know? Absolutely. laughs> Let me see. What's this say? One more long comment here gotta read them man.
1: Uh-huh.
0: i'm not trying to make an argument you need to know the story before you can speak on it the older woman that was unhappy because she was working at a stopping shop could still be working to help her family build well no you know no that that, it, that wasn't the
1: case when you when you when you okay you can walk into a place like walmart right and there's an older person wor- working there and they hey how you doing good morning good morning Whatever her issue was, it wasn't my issue. So it would be different if I did something to offend her or she had a problem. But if she's just miserable, and it wasn't just me, the person behind me, the person before me. So what we have to stop doing is it's not my job to carry your cross for you. Now, if you want help, I just told you, I went over there and washed somebody's window one day for no reason because I wanted to put a smile on his face because I had a smile on my face. It's not my job to save somebody who, who, for wh- whatever reason. So when you want to dissect something, because I was there, <laughs> I was right there. So it's not my job to to figure out why she was upset. I don't give a damn why. I'm going home, watch TV, cook these eggs and these pancakes and bacon, and chill out. So, respectfully, I totally disagree. There's no reason for her to have an attitude with me. I don't know about the person before. I don't know what happened in our house, but if you don't like your job, don't work there. Don't work there. Yep. If you become listen to me, Charlie. When you came in that restaurant before mm-hmm. I saw you, didn't you see me go to every table? Yep. How you doing? Thanks for coming. I appreciate. I had food in the kitchen that was about to burn if I didn't get back in there. How y'all doing? Thank you so much. Because when somebody comes. And share with me, yo, like, like to me, that's a bullshit excuse. It's a bullshit yeah. excuse. Um, when you wake up in the morning, you got twenty four hours to fix it. That's all. Twenty four hours to fix it.
0: Yeah, uh, you don't need to explain to me, and you don't need to explain to a lot of people. Mm-mm. Hun- Mm-mm. Hundreds, thousands, thousands of people know who you are. Thousands mm-hmm. of people know what kind of spirit you got thousands yeah. of people know that guess what what was in your pocket was in their hands in a matter of seconds so
1: that's right <laughs> um,
0: so you know no need to explain on a really childish podcast because nah, nah. i know who you are you know? and yeah. so but the uh you know you got to you got to save one of them aprons for you because you ain't retiring brother we're going <laughs> to get you <laughs> please
1: keep doing those videos man keep doing those videos man video, you know what season two season I need to work on season two season one and I'm going to start sending you some videos Sally. season one has been like I never would have thought I have a video up there with cornbread that I made mm-hmm. almost 16,000 views could not believe it. so when I tell you like like that, that's the part I'm trying to say I am so thankful and so blessed that I can't even stop to worry about. Like, if if you want to be happy, come on this train. If you want to share and love and be happy, but if you think I'm going to stop and back up to go get you, you must be crazy. Mm -hmm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way this train is stopping, man.
0: Again, cornbread, you bread. know that cornbread. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> yeah, we got a, that cornbread and my wife's chili. Oh my
1: god! Ooh,
0: let's do it! Let's do it! Let's Definitely. do it! Definitely. Well, brother, it's it, it's only ending if you want it to end. you,
1: know, if you listen, I, listen. You. We 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 can do a part two if you want to. I mean, like I said, I'm I prepared myself for this all day. I took my little nap earlier, got
0: my rest, had my coffee. I said whatever tribe you want to talk about, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. The uh we had um I've been, I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts and getting some ideas and and mm-hmm. and kind of adjusting them to be my ideas and and there is um something I'm very interested in. It's called mm-hmm. com, mm-hmm. And uh, there was a girl Georgia fort she's used um she's a news anchor and um one thing i heard, she was they were um interviewing her and she was saying that um you know she just wants to get things out there you know she was doing yeah. a lot of uh stories about police brutality and, and and um there's one thing that you know her producer and director was telling her to, is to put this man the one that was arrested put his his criminal record out um, on the during the show, you know, yeah. and, and get that information. That was her job. Yeah, so she said, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna also take it a step further. I'm gonna also find out what's going on with this officer because two officers I had already spoke to me, and they said the dude is this, that, and the other thing was more ugly than good. So mm-hmm. she looked into that. Well. Her producer was mad at her. I didn't tell you to do that. I told you to do this. You know, so um, end result is, uh, you know, she had to do it the way they wanted to. And that bothered her. That bothered her. And it led to um, one day she decided that, uh, you know, she's just going to go to to work in front of the camera. And she's going to have her curly hair. She's going to have her naturally curly hair. She's a black woman and she just wore her hair the way, you know, she knows how to wear it. Mm-hmm. And they wrote her up for wearing her hair naturally curly. You got to straighten your hair. You got to, you know, she got pro They wanted her to do all that. She was like, what's wrong with the way I'm in front of this camera every single day. Mm-hmm. And just because my hair is curly, you don't want me in front of the screen. Um, But she ended up taking all that and getting motivated yeah and now uh, she yeah. does her own own podcast she's got her own thing she's got a lot of videos out there and um and uh but what i'm getting at is that don't let anybody stop you you said the no. same thing yeah don't let anybody stop you
1: it's it's, it's, it's so earth. you know, you know what the hottest thing in the world is the hottest thing in the world is getting up and going to work that, to me, never made sense. Do you know that you can go to a store, Costco's, BJ's, Sam's, and go get a case of water for 20, uh, 24 bottles of water for 2 or $3, go outside in the park and sell bottled waters for dollar, $2. On a hot day, cold, ice-cold water. There's a hustle out there, Charlie. I was selling mm-hmm. hot dogs after the club. I, run to cot. I had a hot dog cart at the gas station. As soon as you left Joe Vons, you had to come get some gas. Me and my cousin, was, I made almost $1,000 selling hot dogs. I was selling hamburgers for 6 $7. Come on, that's too much. Where else you going to go? Four in the morning, and no food nowhere. Give me that money, man. So, so what I'm trying to tell people is you have to figure out a way to make yourself happy, first and foremost. Like, mm-hmm. this should be a network. Like what you're doing right now. If any young person wants to cook, wants to open a restaurant, they should be able to ask these questions, and I should be able to answer them. Do this, do that. Go to school. I didn't go to school for cooking, but you should go because it's a different time now. Back when I was doing it, there wasn't no social media. There, I, you know, listen. I was just, I was fearless. I didn't give a damn what nobody said. And shout out to my man Dave Conzatio. I just saw him, saw him come in. there. Love you, bro. Love you. So. I'm t- my my nephew called me one day and said, um, I want to cook." I said, "Go, yeah, but go. There's nothing to talk about. Just go." The worst thing, Charlie. The worst thing in the world is to be 67 years old talking about I should have, could have, would have. Mm-hmm. Nobody want to hear that, man. Nobody want to hear that. Go out there and make it happen. Go out there and get. They, they, you know, listen, me. They laughed at me. They they dogged me out. They talked behind my back. And they're still, I don't let nobody who has a nine to five job tell me nothing about entrepreneurship. So true. So I true. opened my first restaurant when I was twenty four years old, place called Woody's. And I'm talking about giving back to kids, sponsoring basketball teams. The minute I got a taste of being my own boss, I could never work for nobody again. Never. So, so it's it's a blessing to be able to to talk the way you want to talk, walk the way you want to walk, and it was funny too. Us as black people, this freedom stuff. Freedom is a state of mind. I had a white dude back home call me the N word, and I laughed at him. I said, I live next door to you. <laughs> My house is better than yours. I got a better car than yours. My wife is finer than your wife. And when you go to work in the morning, I make sure I go outside and water my grass, so you can see me in my pajamas. Water my grass. So if you think you're better than me and you only claim the fame that you ain't black, you, you're supposed to be successful. If this society was created for you to win, why am I passing you? Mm-hmm. See that for See white people. A racist white person is mad because they don't have it. We were down here in Alabama. I'm talking about people were living. I was in the deep south one time, down in Alabama. I saw these houses the size of a shoebox with dirty clothes in the front, dog so skinny with his ribs showing, little kid on a dirt on a dirt bike, and a father with no teeth and a patch on his eye with a Confederate flag. That's all you got? That's all you got, and, and you don't like me because I'm black? You don't like yourself. Ain't nothing to do with me. See, I had to learn to stop trying to carry other people's burdens. I had to learn to, you know, I don't care what you call, you know, that word, that N-word used to distract me. You could say it, I get mad, hit you, begin to fight, the cops come, I go to jail. I lost. You know how I stop racism now? It's by me being successful. I don't have time to even talk to no racist people. If you're simple-minded and you ain't put two and two together to make something for yourself, I can't even talk to you. So true. Black people, let's get this money, man. Let's get this money. Charlie. every black man should have five friends that he can call on for $5,000 to go get this business. I want to be the bank for my family. I want my son to say, Dad, I got a business proposal. I got an idea. I need money. Let's go, son. I got you. So true. All this shoulda, woulda, coulda stuff, I don't even want to hear it no more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. We got we got a few people all over the world doing the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. But we're going to definitely talk about that because when you're ready, we're definitely going to do it. Let's it'll do be, it. Uh, it'll be you and I just preaching some facts about how to do this, how to be successful, Um, and uh Oh, I want to say hi to Anna. Anna, you know, I'm sorry. I want to send out my condolences to you and the family. God bless y'all. And um, they had someone pass away in their family. And uh, so you have to keep y'all in prayer. Yes. Um, but we're definitely gonna do something, and I can't wait.
1: I can't. Wait. George. I'm ready, Tyler. And but before we go, every black man. If you can't do nothing else, get life insurance. If you pass away and die, your wife, your children should not have to bury you and then go back to work. It should be life changing. When you pass away, it should be doors opening for other people in your family. Not leaving Jordans and TVs and couches and furniture. There should be a life insurance policy that should be 100, 200 million, half million dollars so that the next generation can continue to go. That's number one. Number two, I don't give a damn what you do or how much money you make. Take a certain amount of money out of that check and put it in a separate account that you cannot touch. Period. That's how it starts. And then we can talk business after that. there bro i'm right here
0: all right okay the um so that's definitely gonna be our show we're gonna we're gonna definitely put that together you and i but i need you to do it you want you got to be in control of that because of your schedule so okay just when you're ready you just let me know and we'll put it in place um you know whenever you're ready
1: i'm i'm ready Let's do, let's do it. Actually, if you want, sorry, we can do something once a month, once every other month, just come on there and just chop it up and just show, show them how to
0: do it. All right. Yeah, that's that's good for me. That's definitely good for me. Because I ain't going nowhere. This is something I love. Go. I love let's go. And um, we're gonna continue to do that. Uh sounds
1: that's good. good.
0: Well, first and foremost, God bless you. God bless your family. Um, and please, um, you need me, you give me a holler. We're only a we're only a phone call away. You got my number, I get yours. Definitely. If you Need anything, um, regardless of what it is. All I can do is say yes or no. I appreciate and, it. Uh, all right,
1: man. Five stars for you again, brother. <laughs> <laughs> New and Bedford. I I gotta thank New Bedford, man. New Bedford's always shut off for me. Of course, Providence, um, South Carolina. My family in Philly. I, I cannot tell y'all enough. I am so blessed, humbled, and thankful for everybody that supported me from buying aprons, Dino, uh, 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 Ralph Chumick. Like, these guys have been supporting me for years, man. It's ridiculous. And I love y'all. And like I said before, you motivate me. You guys push me. And I appreciate it. No, no. You got
0: any, any of y'all merchandise, you know, you share it, you know, you put yes. it on your page. I'm, I'm gonna I got share the, 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 the
1: last aprons coming out soon. The last batch of the black aprons should be out. And actually when I get back home, i have them I'm ready to go. And but did, also YouTube. subscribe to that YouTube channel.
0: Yes. Yep. The, uh, look at that. My wife saying great show. I love it. You know, the,
1: uh,
0: all right, brother. God bless, man. You need me. God bless, brother. I love you
1: guys. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate yeah, it. All right, man. Anytime, all right. man. You know. It. All right. God bless. Later.
0: Oh, definitely. Whew, love that brother. I listen to all his videos, every single one of them that he has on YouTube. Jeff Gordon Woodbury of Let's Eat TV channel, 401 on YouTube. Can't, you know, he's got everything down packed on that that, that YouTube channel. You know, food, different types, all kinds of um, food. Please just go on that channel, subscribe, like it, and, you know, put the notifications on there so you know when he's putting out a new video um, because definitely he's going to teach you something. And uh, he's done a lot. He's done a lot in his young life. And um, so continue to support him. Continue to support the Really Charlie podcast here on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. Um, I'll be back on tomorrow with uh, another guest uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So please continue to support me. I'm definitely uh, loving this, and uh, I love you guys best of all. I mean, always here, same people, new faces. Everybody, everybody's coming on in, supporting the podcast, and I really, truly, truly um, appreciate it. Mask those beautiful faces. Hand sanitize and wash your hands. Stay safe. Stay safe, everyone. I Love you, and I'll see you tomorrow.